your name we all said amen hey while you're sitting down give god some praise this morning he's pretty cool and he's what we're going to be talking about today but before we do that um i've got a few things i want to i want to do real quick with you hey it is vcc year seven that's good stuff right there guys like seriously Somebody told Jesse the other day, it's like, I can't believe it's like been seven years. And she's like, I can't believe it hasn't been 70. Like, because like, when we started this, I had hair. Like, really, I got pictures, not a lot, but a little bit. Thank you, bro. It's true, it's a true story. Oh, wow, this thing is, oh, help me out. This thing is like, there we go. This is a different one, huh? There we go, thank you, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I did. I really did have hair. I wish I would have. I should have planned better and shown you the, the, the awkward family photo we took for our very first like mailer that we sent out. It's like Jesse and the girls, and they're so beautiful. And then it's like me, the awkward guy in the background. Um, <clears throat> I wish I'll, I'll show you next week. I come back next week. I'll show you that terrible picture. Um, but welcome to Venture Community Church on VCC Year Seven. I, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, Man, it's, it's, it's just really cool. Before we get going, though, like I just, I just do want to welcome you. Um, so much has gone on this past week and, and in the past years leading up to really this moment. And um, this, this is significant for a lot of reasons. We have a lot of people across Texas praying for us this morning. Just celebrating with us, just just excited that listen, we we made it. This is this is a milestone moment at, at seven years, and um, I'm excited that you're here to be with us today. So, Reese, here, if you and Reese and Riley, would you come up and, and model this this sign for me real quick? Go ahead and head up here, both of you can. Um, so, venture is an important place to me and my family. I hope this is an important place to you and your family. So, if you're a person and you're like, I think I want to call venture home i want you on your way out just to grab one of these signs okay put it out in your yard let people know that venture is an important place to you so that they can come and find us and uh it can become an important place for them not just because venture is venture but because god does some really cool things here i believe that he called us here for a very specific purpose we're gonna talk about that too girls y'all go ahead and go thank you for modeling show them a little bit of love um go grab one of those on your way out if you're a first or second time guest with us or you have changed any information, please fill out a connect card. I'd love to connect with you. And those will be received at the end of service as we receive tithe and offering. Um, or if you have a prayer request, I want to pray with you this week. I believe a lot of things of God, but I believe this for sure that he hears us and he answers us. Okay. So if you have a prayer request, something you need us to partner with you about, Go ahead, fill that out and drop that in the basket at the end. We will receive tithe and offering at the end. I'll talk about all that later. We're going to dive right in today. But before we do, I want to release our kiddos to go to King Fu. Kids, y'all have an incredible time at King Fu. They have some really fun stuff planned for you today in celebration of year seven. Have a great, great time. God, we thank you for our kids. We thank you that you are going to do some incredible things in their life today. We praise you for sending us all of these amazing children in your name. Hey, stand with me real quick. Don't get too like lazy on me. I'm going to need some energy today, but I'm going to just kind of be chill today. Is that okay? But I'm going to be chill, but I need you to be energetic. Can we, can we do that? Yes, okay. Okay, because I'm just going to be telling stories. That's what I decided. We're going to tell stories all the time. But before we do that, I want to open up with our prayer 
of 2019 together. And if you haven't been here, this prayer is just simply something we've prayed every single Sunday of 2019. And it's just simple repeat after me. So just if you would, let's pray together. Awesome God, give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear. And give us a heart to receive. All of the good things that you have already prepared for us. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Seven stinking years. Whoa. Seven years. You know that seven um, biblically represents uh, completeness or achievement. Every time you see that number seven up here, that's, that's kind of what it's talking about. And, and I, 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 had a, uh, I, had two, I had two messages planned, two series planned, and I was like, I want to start seven with week one of these series, and, and one of them was, was titled, I thought appropriately and timely, uh, was titled Rants and Raves. And I thought, yeah, we're going to kick it off, Rants and Raves, on year seven. I even posted it in our leaders group, and they thought I was posting it in the wrong group. And then God said, I don't want you to talk about Rants and Raves. And I said, okay, we won't talk about Rants and Raves. And so then I was like, well, I've got this other series that I really want to do, and it'll go great with year seven. And it's a, it was called Influence. It was about how to be an influencer, no matter where you're at, how to influence everyone around you for, for the kingdom. And I said, let's do that. That sounds good. He said, I don't want you to talk about being an influencer. And I said, okay, well, what do, you, what do we want to talk about, God? Because it is 11 on Saturday. What are we going to talk about? I was overprepared for this. And my mind landed really on one really awesome word. And I'll share that with you in a second. But I told you I want to tell you stories, and there's thousands of stories I could tell across seven years. Um, so the challenge is what stories do I tell? What, what wins do I celebrate today? What difficulties do, do I share? And, and depending on who you are in this group and how long you've been a, a part of Venture Community Church, like some of these stories you've never heard. Some of these stories you're like, oh, I think, I think he's told that story before, like 700 times. And some of you are like, I lived that story. Like I was there when that happened. And, you know, I, I believe and I know a lot of God. And if you hang out with me long enough or you have ever heard me pray before, uh, a common phrase I use is this awesome God, because I believe that God is awesome. My dad picked on me one time about why you start your prayer. Awesome God. And I was like, I don't know. Actually, I think I saw it in a movie once, and I just thought that's a neat way to start a prayer. And then I just built from there, to be perfectly honest. But awesome God, and, and I believe that we serve an awesome God. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is that. As I prayed with God and he spoke to me, I said, you know what? People need to walk away from here just knowing how awesome you are. Just, just feeling how cool you are. And because I'm kind of an English language arts nerd, we're going to do an English language arts lesson real quick, okay. Awesome is an adjective. It's like a describing word. Like, for example, Venture Community Church is awesome. Or, wow, this sermon is awesome. Or, Jeepers, Curtis sure is an awesome fella. Yeah. The definition is extremely impressive or daunting. Inspiring great admiration, apprehension, or fear. Extremely good or excellent. And I like synonyms 
Every time I think of a word, like I do a synonym lookup like constantly. Whenever I'm, I'm preparing messages, I constantly, I don't like to use the same words over and over again. I actually read something today that if you learn a new word and use that word once in a day, like that can increase your like net worth or something. So, you know, use that, I guess. I don't know. But I like words, okay? So I thought I want to look up synonyms of the word awesome. So I want to share some of those with you today. Breathtaking. I serve a breathtaking God. Amazing. I serve an amazing God. Stunning serve a stunning God. Astounding. Astonishing. I love this one. Awe-inspiring. Stupendous. That's a cool word. We ought to use stupendous more in everyday language. Y'all start doing that. Staggering. Extraordinary. Incredible. Unbelievable. Magnificent. Wonderful. Spectacular. Remarkable. Phenomenal. Ooh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I invented a word. Oh, another word we need to start working into everyday language, if you could help me get this back going. Prodigious. That's a good one. Miraculous. Sublime. Formidable. I loved that one. Formidable. I've served a formidable God. Imposing. Impressive. Mind-boggling. Mind-blowing. Out of this world. Wondrous. I serve a God of all those things and more. I could describe God here and I could use the dictionary and my thesaurus and I could google it all day long but words would never be enough to really capture how awesome the God is that we serve so as I was praying through this God always reminds me in the simplest ways he said Curtis you don't know what to talk about on year seven why does VCC exist and I said well VCC exists to grow and advance individuals and families by declaring this gospel to everyone, every day, and everywhere. And that's when the light bulb came on. And I said, oh, I, I, the key word there is this gospel. What is this gospel? And when we say the word gospel, it means good news. And, and when I think about God, all I can think about is goodness. But he's not just a good God. He's a breathtaking God. He's a stunning God. He's a prodigious God. He's an awesome God. So... For kicks today, I'm going to give you seven reasons on year seven why God is awesome. It's not an all-inclusive list, but it's a start. And just for fun, in case you didn't know, awesome also has seven letters. Count them. A-W-E-S-O-M-E. Seven. Crazy, right? With each reason, I'm going to share a church story. Just over the last seven years, like I said, some of you are like, I was there for that. And they were, or some of you are going to be like, I don't know what that is. Then I'm going to share a personal story. Why am I going to share a personal story? Because I believe that when we share our testimony, when we share our personal story, it helps people to overcome. So as I share all these reasons why God is awesome, I'm going to give you a church story and a personal story. So let's start kind of here. Someone once told me to plant the kind of church that I would want to be a part of, even if I weren't the lead pastor. But that I should not be discouraged when you're still not that church in X amount of years. I would be lying if I, if I like, there were moments where I was like, I don't want to go to church today. And Jesse's like, you got to. Somebody's got to unlock the door and preach the message. You're the pastor. You have to go to church today. Okay? I did get discouraged many, many times. But one thing that was constant was my God never gave up on me. So... He is awesome because he is faithful. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 says God can do anything 
far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. He is awesome because he is faithful. Church story, you're sitting here. He's faithful. Okay, you're here. This is a tough one. And I even asked our leaders this morning, our leadership meeting, I need help with the sermon because I've got to find one story of how God is faithful in seven years. And it was just blank stares. I was like, I know it's tough because he is so faithful. I can tell you stories of this week. I can tell you hundreds and thousands of stories of his faithfulness. But I think the best way to start today is kind of to start at the beginning of his faithfulness in this journey and, and bring you to today because many of you don't know. Some of you do. Some of you lived it. In 2011, Jesse and I knew that we were called to plant a church. This is not the personal story. This is the church story. And in 2011, that the bottom absolutely fell out of that. And in 2012, we moved to Graham, America, our hometown, the last place we wanted to go. We did not want to come back to Graham. Graham is where dreams come to die. That's what I thought. This is where you come when you ain't got nowhere else to go. Right? That's what, that was my thoughts. And we came here in the best of ways with a baby and unemployed. Hallelujah. Right? Had no job. Nothing. Came here. Got the first job. Well, I got the second job I was off. Third job I was offered at AT&T. It was weird. I got offered like three jobs in, in a day and I didn't know what to do. So I took a job at AT&T and we were living with some friends. And I didn't know what to do. And God began to speak to us about starting a church. And I was like, no, Graham doesn't need another church. There's 59.3 churches in Graham. There's 8,500 people. God, you're wrong about this. And we began to talk and, and we began to visit around. And every time we would go to a church and there was nothing wrong with these churches, nothing wrong with them at all. We love these churches. We love these pastors. But we would come home and we would eat our ramen noodles and God would say, I think it's time for you to do what I'm telling you to do. And I would say, no, God, you're wrong. This isn't, this isn't what you're supposed to do. And every time we would leave a, a wonderful Sunday service and be absolutely unfulfilled. And then I told Jesse, I was like, let's just stay home and just start praying in our living room. We lived in the Quarters Apartments on Brazos Street at this time. You might know where the Quarters is? Okay, it's not that bad. And we were there, and it was tiny. It was like living room, kitchen. I think there was like three doors in the whole house and, and it was so small and, and we were praying together every Sunday and, and, and I would get out my guitar and I would lead us in like this short time of worship the best that I could and, and we would just study together and then the more we did that, the more God began to speak and, and suddenly we had a friend call us from College Station and said, what are y'all doing? We said, we don't know. We think God's telling us to plant a church and they said, I want to move up there and help you and they moved and then suddenly our little bitty living room church began to grow to the point that, well, it didn't have to get like too big, like six people and we were out of chairs and so it got too big and we had to move. And so we moved to Turning Point on Indiana Street. And when we got to Turning Point, I, the, the, but I, I can't skip this part. This is how we got to Indiana on Turning Point. God began to speak real heavily about planning a church. So I knew all the things to say. And so I, I went to visit a friend, this crazy cowboy in Anson, Texas. And I sat in his office, and I kid you not, he had like an animal skin rug on the floor, and he's a pastor. And I was sitting there, and, and he looked like, what's that president he looks like? Roosevelt. Yeah, he's sitting there behind his, he's got like a gun on the table, like this dude's nuts. And I'm just 
like, hey, I want to plant a church. Will you give me money? And and I didn't even get to that point of asking for money. And he said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And he said, I'll tell you what, if tomorrow you text me and tell me that you have a place to start your church, I will write you a check. And I was like, okay, there's no way that's happening. And the next day I went to the first place I thought of. Jesse was actually working at Turning Point at the time, I believe, right? And so we went to Turning Point and we said, hey, can we rent this building on Sunday, Saturday, Saturday nights and Sunday days? And they said, yeah, it'll be $50 a month. And I'm like, hot dog, because that's about all we've got is $50 a month. And so we started meeting there. I got the check in the mail, and we made that, that, that check stretch. Um, and it wasn't long before, like, we just kind of got tired of setting up and tearing down. Essentially, on Saturday nights, we would roll in a cargo trailer, and we would unload everything into that building and set everything up. It took like two and a half, three hours. And then we'd have church, and all ten people would show up. And um, that was us, the team would show up and we would pack it all back up. And eventually we got really tired of that and I'll tell that story later. And uh, we said, we gotta find somewhere better to go. You know? And so we, we went to uh, a little storefront um, that's now Braz's Bed and Mattress, I think is what it's called. And um, we met there. Um, the kids' ministry room, your closets are probably larger than that kids' ministry room was. We had one bathroom, and um, we had a closet that we stuffed so much stuff in that, like, stuff fell, and we couldn't open the door, and we couldn't get into it. So we just pretended like that closet didn't exist. And the, the nursery was... We built this building out of, like... I was working for a construction company at the time, and... Like, I was saving the scrap stuff. Like, that two by four is over four foot long. That's mine, sucker. Don't throw that away. <laughs> we built that building out of scraps. Like, I am not joking. Like, there are, if somebody ever tears out those walls, they're going to be like, what is this? It's eight two by fours nailed together to make eight feet. That's what this is. Okay? That's how it was. And, and we sat there, and, and suddenly... I've got pictures of that place full, and it was, I don't want to say full, it was like 30 people, and, and I was like, hot dog, we have made it. And so I was like, 30 people, we got to start a second service, so we started a second service, and our second service failed so hard. Like, so bad. Like, miserably bad, and we did it for like two months, and it was like me preaching to Jesse. Like, that was it. No one came to second service. And I was like, okay, second service is a bad idea. We're not going to do second service anymore. But we have a space issue. What are we going to do? And so I began to drive around. I began to ask God, God, what do you want to do? And, and, I, and, I, and I drove past this cowboy mural, and, and I looked at these buildings, and I noticed there's nothing in the building on the corner. And, and, and the glass was all blacked out, and I couldn't see in it. So we did a little bit of stalking, and we figured out who owned the building, and I, and I called them, and I said, hey, what's that building? Would, would you be interested in renting that building? And they said, they said, no, not really. I've got plans for that building. And they already had the, 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 the plans drawn up to turn it into a, a really nice set of offices. And I said, well, can we just talk just for a minute? I want to tell you what I want to do with that building. And they said, okay, yeah, let's just talk. And I said, listen, we've got this church that we're getting started, and I need your building. We need to be able to move into it. I didn't even ask how much money it was. I didn't even know what it looked like. And that's a good thing. 
Because if I would have looked at it, I would not have had that conversation. Okay? So I, I was like, I, we, really need, we really need to get in this thing. And I said, and I said so if you could, just, just, could you unlock the doors and meet me up there? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll meet you up there. And so we met up there, and he unlocked the doors. And I walked in, and I said, oh, why did I spill my guts for this thing? Like suddenly you go from a need to this ain't good enough, you know? And so that's where I was. And so I was like, oh, so I was playing it like a professional. I'm 22 years old. This guy owns more buildings and has more money. And, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, this is wonderful. I can have this vision for this piece of junk right now. And I'm just spelling it out as we're walking through totally bluffing. And I didn't even ask about the money because I wanted to pretend like, like we had the money. We didn't. And he says, well, I think I could rent this to you for, for like 800 850 a month. And I'm like, wonderful. We had like $8.50 in the bank. And so I said, that's cool. Drop the contract. I'm just talking, just talking. No clue. No clue. And he says, I'll have my secretary. I was like, oh, he's got a secretary. This is big time. Send it over. And so she emails it over to me, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, God, where, where are we at here? And so I waited on it, I waited on it, and I waited on it, and, and we signed that lease, and I remember I tell this story a lot, like I signed that lease, and, and it was $850 a month initially with an $800 deposit, and I wrote an $800 check, and I wrote an $850 check, and I said, don't cash these till Friday. No, I didn't say that. I was like, this is all the money we have, God. This is everything. This is all we have. And then I realized that place doesn't have a bathroom, or it only had one bathroom. I was like, we need another bathroom. And also, we don't have any money to remodel it now. Like, suddenly, the reality as I'm writing these checks starts to sink in. Wait, I just signed a lease, and I wrote all the money we have on a building that is nasty, that we can't use. And also, by the way, we're still at capacity at the building that we're in that we're paying $500 a month for. Oops. And so now we're paying two rents on two buildings, and some of you are sitting there like, Curtis is an idiot, yeah. You might say stupid, I say faithful, we'll move on. Okay, so I'm sitting there and I have another conversation with him, I was like, again, professional face, not scared, face. And I'm like, you know, we really need to remodel this place, it's in bad condition, he's like, well, what if I just give you $10,000 to remodel it? And I'm like, what if you do? <laughs> like, I was like, sounds good. And so, so, that 10,000 goes so far that then we had some, some amazing contributors come in and we were able to remodel that side of the building and what is now Venture Kids, um, what is now Venture Kids and Avenue was our worship center. And then we purchased, or then we rented this side and then we purchased the building. Uh, building was valued at 300 and I think $305,000. We were able to purchase it for like $160,000 because of a big donation that came in. And, and so God just showed up faithful because he said, it's not about the building, it's not about the property, it's not about the movement, but it's about the reality that we could not have housed everyone that's in this room right now if we stayed at Turning Point or if we stayed in our apartment. God was moving and he was faithful the entire time. I gotta move quick. Personal story. God is faithful. He's awesome because he's faithful. Well. Um, my kids love this place. My family loves this place. That was one thing we said at the very beginning. If anything, we want our family to love this church. 
we want our family to love his house. And they do. I remember one day, we, we after our long work day, we were back, this was a couple years ago, we were backing out of the parking lot, and uh, Riley just goes, in her sweet little Riley Claire voice, just goes, oh, I sure do love this place. And it was like that moment, I was like, listen, we can be successful everywhere else, but if we can keep that, that's success. We need to garner that and build that in the hearts of our children that they need to love his house. So two, my God is awesome because his ways are not our ways. Isaiah 55 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So that first point was the longest. We can be quick here. Our church story is that every... I had went to church planning boot camp. I had read every church planning book I could get my hands on. And when it came time to actually plant venture, we broke every rule. We said, that's not going to work here. And one day I'll write a book called Planting Church, the VCC way, and I will sell 40 million copies. And it will be incredible, okay? And, and we broke every rule. And, 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 and I... We had these moments along the way. I remember when we were in the Brazos Bed Mattress Store building, and, and we were painting that building with, bar, with, like, with leftover paint. Like, literally, we had five gallons, and I was like, this is all the paint we have. It's leftover from a construction job. Paint the walls and make it, make it stretch. Like, we're going to make it work, okay? And, and we had people there who needed community service hours, and they were painting our walls. And, and, and I kid you not, like, it was the craziest thing. We were painting one wall, and then, like, a cross appeared in the wall. Like, like no joke. And I was like, that's, that's neat. Like, and we sat there, we have pictures. Oh, another picture I should have got. We have pictures of this cross. And I was like, that is weird. And so we kept painting over it, and the cross kept showing up. And I was like, whoa, this place was meant to be a church, at least maybe for a season. And I was like, I hope that cross stays there. It didn't. It went away. It was like one of those moments where you see Jesus in your grilled cheese, right? It was so cool. And so... The VCC way, like we have volunteers here. J Jason said this morning, he's like, I never thought I would drum for a worship team. In fact, when I asked him to drum, it was like, he was like, I don't really know how. And I'm like, you got this, bro. Like, just throw you in. We have people all across this church who are doing things that they never thought they'd do. Why? Because his ways are not our ways. Personal story, Jesse reminds me all the time. I walk away a lot thinking this day is terrible. It's the worst sermon I ever preached. No one worshiped, blah, blah, blah. I was just whining, you know, just a little bit. And Jesse has to remind me all the time, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad of a day. This day is okay. This day is not lost. And, you know, what I have to constantly remember is Jesse playing that little Holy Spirit role in my life is, is actually reminding me that I'm not seeing things correctly because I'm seeing things with my eyes, not his. But if I would open up my eyes in the way that he sees, then I would see some really great things. God is awesome because his ways are not our ways. God is awesome because he's a God of encouragement. Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. We're going to have baptisms next week. Oddly enough, right now, we're baptizing seven people. I, I don't mind if we break past that number. So if anybody wants to be baptized, let me know. We can, we can make it happen. But listen, he is a God of encouragement. Those moments where I think the day is over, I can look back and I'll be like, but we baptized seven people. Okay? When we launched Venture, our kids' ministry, the very first day in September, 
12th, or September 16th, 2012, oh, we didn't have a place for our kids' ministry. They were in a tent outside in the parking lot, but we didn't have enough money to rent like everything all the time. So it was kind of like, we just hope it doesn't rain. We just hope that like we can make this work. And then we moved our kids into the food bank, which was not an ideal place to do kids' ministry, but it worked. And now when, when our kids leave this place, that's half our church. When we count every Sunday, half of the numbers come from our kids. God is a God of encouragement. When 50% of your church is 12 and under, and I was a children's pastor, and I looked at our kids' ministry, and I hated it the first year. God is a God of encouragement. He reminds me and encourages me. Personal story. My family has a huge support system for me and my girls, but, but ministry, honestly, it can be a really really lonely place and, and and you know what we've had people come and, and go we we've we've uh we've had people who were friends or that or we thought were our friends like come and go and 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 didn't leave in the best of ways and we've lost genuine friendships along the way for for different reasons and and we we found ourselves absolutely broken and and, uh, and really in places of loneliness and statistically, that, that's across the board. People in ministry and, fam, man, in, in ministry and, and families are just very lonely. And I remember we sat and, we, and we, we just prayed for friendships. Like, I don't know the last time, maybe you have, where you just had to pray for a friend. Like, not a, like a genuine friend that would encourage you. I can stand here today and say, like, we ain't lonely people. We have lots of encouragement around us. And I believe that the God of encouragement sent that encouragement to us. God is awesome because he is a God of encouragement. Four, kind of piggybacking off the last one. God is awesome because he strengthens us when we're weak. Isaiah 40, 29, he gives us power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Listen, you're never supposed to, I think, say the weak moments. But we've had some weak moments in Ventures history. I remember we were not only trying to do a second service, but we also had this terrible idea to do a 7 p.m. service that we would call VCC Late Night. And it was when we were at the Brazos Bed and Mattress Store, and we were sitting there one night. And again, this was Curtis Ribble's brainchild that three people showed up to. It was me, Jesse, Amanda, maybe mom and dad. I don't know. But it was just this small group. And I was like, week after week after week, we were like, we're not going to do this anymore. And I remember one night, these three people came. Like, we didn't invite them. We didn't really know them. They came, and at the end of service, they just said, can we just pray for you guys? And I was like, yes, you can, because we're about to lock these doors and throw away the key. You can pray for us. And I remember we had this, empower, this powerful just prayer meeting after church with these three people we didn't even know. I know them now. And they prayed over us. And they gave us the strength to just go one more day. Leaders and people coming together, maybe weak alone, but strong in him and stronger together. I remember one week when we were setting up and tearing down at Turning Point, um, we were so weak and tired as a, as a group of leaders that we all started fighting. Like, I'm not talking like, I don't like you. It was like, I hate your guts, your mama, and everything else, your dog. Like, it was getting real nasty. And I, and I yelled. Like, I had to turn. I kicked everyone out. I kicked the entire Venture Community Church leadership team out of the church that night. I said, go home. 
and they all left. And then I realized, who's going to set the church up for tomorrow? I was there by myself. I should have waited a little longer. And I kicked them all out. And the next morning, we all had to get over. Because we all had to realize that it was bigger than us and our petty issues. Personal story, he strengthened us when we were a week, two years ago. Just a rough time. Okay, we were having a, we were having a rough time. And, and uh, I, I, call, I called my pastor and I said, hey, I've got 90 days. Like, we have to see it turn around in 90 days. And I circled it. I gave him the date. And I circled it on my calendar. And I, and I wrote it in red ink. And it said D-Day. Like, this is the day that if something doesn't change significantly, we're done. I never thought, like, I would get to that moment. That wasn't the dream of mine when I said I want to play adventure. But I remember I wrote that down. And I said, D-Day, this is it, 90 days. And in the course of that 90 days, God showed me how incredible he was. Like, everything. Like, it was... It was almost as if I had to, like, he had to push me to that point so that I could see, I think with real eyes, what he was doing. He strengthens us when we were weak. Obviously, two years ago, I'm still here. We're still here. Five, he's an awesome God because his doors are always open. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, whatever them is. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's always there. Um, church story. Anything new is difficult. We've been called so many different things uh, that are negative. <laughs> we've been called a pop-up church. We've been told, oh, that won't last. We've been asked why. We've been asked who we think we are. Um, so many things. But what we found in the midst of all that, his door is always open. In the summer of 2019, we grew as a church more than we'd ever grown before. You're sitting here because we prayed for you. You're an answer to prayer. So if you're nothing else, think about that for this minute. You're an answer to my prayer. Like I prayed for you that you would be here. And a personal story. His doors are always open. He's always listening. He's always there. We drive around a lot. Just, 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 just listening to music. That's like our pastime. It's a cheap date, okay? So just mark that down. And we drive around a lot, but when we drive around, we speak over things in our community. We pray over buildings in our community. We, we, we say things like we want to see. This is me, Jesse, and my girls. And, like, it's been neat to start to see some of that happen. Pray always. He's an awesome God because he meets our needs, Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Church story. Every week I give our leaders a let's grow update. And what that is is that's a financial update. Every, every month we set a giving goal and uh, I give them a breakdown of that. Um, one week, a couple years ago, we had two weeks where our giving as a church was single digits. We got bills to pay, you know, like I was like, I was really stressed and I was really getting down and, and I was so afraid of what was gonna happen. One, because I didn't want to fail. Two, because I was like, maybe I'm the reason this is happening. And then one day I get this message from this pastor from North Carolina, I don't know him. And he says, hey, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a church planning coach and I'm a, I'm a church planner and, um, and I specialize in church finances and how to help churches do this. Do you have a minute to talk? And I'm like, what on earth is this? 
And I got on the phone with him. I'm like, how did you, what, what? And he's like, I was just going through and I saw your name and I just, I just started sending blanket messages out. And I'm like, I need this so bad right now. And I told him the story and he began to, to work through some things with us and he began to show us some things. And the more that we began to put our trust in God, because the first thing he told me is he said, first, realize that those bills that you have are not yours, they're God's. And so that means that it's not your responsibility. He called you to do this. So trust that he's going to come and do it. And the whole time I've been like, okay, we got to do, we got to, we got to make this happen. But God can make it happen. He meets our needs. We're still here. We meet our goals. We continue our giving. We, we, we give all over the world as a church, and, and, and every time we do, he meets our needs more and more. Personal story, I don't even know where to start on this one. I really don't, about God meeting our needs. Um, there, there's so many, absolutely so many stories of, of just the crazy faithfulness of God. And as I'm talking about this, Josh, if the worship team could begin to come up. Um, one story that really does pop out was our very first sound system we purchased. We had driven to Anza, Texas to a youth rally. We were taking all of our students to a youth rally there, and we were talking to somebody after, and they were just talking to us about what we were doing, and we were just kind of sharing, and they said, well, what do you have? And I was like, we have nothing, and we need everything. And they said, well, can I buy your sound system? And we were like, yeah, you can buy our sound. We got really excited. They're like, well, I'll write you a check for $150. And I'm like, $150 was like a million dollars. Like I was so excited we bought our first sound system and that sound system went in and out of that trailer so many times. And it meant so much to me. I remember getting, that was like the first big purchase we ever made as a church. And it came to my apartment, delivered by UPS, and it was Christmas in my house, y'all. Okay, seven. His promise is eternal. God is an awesome God because his promise is eternal. John three sixteen through 17. This is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Church story. We've had salvations. We've had people find freedom. We've had families restored. We've had careers advanced and so on and so on and so on. In the walls of this building all around, every time we did a remodel, we would write his promises on the two by fours. When we rip out, when we rip out uh, walls now as we remodel, we get to see those things. As we're, as a church, growing and advancing, we, we see his promises written there. Under the stage, there's promises. In the, in, the, in the sound booth, there's promises. In this wall, there's promises written. And they're not just, they're not just temporary. While those things that we wrote might, might, might be temporary, the things that he's doing here are absolutely eternal personal story I've had a lot of these but God you said moments anybody like like if you're doing anything for God you're gonna have that moment where it's not going the way you think it should and so you've got to say God you promised where are you you promised but what we forget is that his promises are not just for now they're eternal and an eternal thing is a process thing. 
So when we started Venture, I was expecting 150 people and we were gonna blow it out even though we only set up like 40 chairs. I was like, we're gonna drag chairs out. We're gonna have people sitting in the floors. And when it didn't happen, I had that conversation, God, you promised. So many things spoken and I believed, where, where are you at? God, you promised. And he always had to say, Curtis, my promises are eternal. There's a process, stand with me. God is awesome. He's so good. So I want to close in kind of this way. We're going to close in worship today. But I'm going to use some of those words I used earlier. God is awesome for an infinite amount of reasons. I just chose to give you seven today. But if you would just pray with me. And we're going to call God by all of these names today. We're going to declare these things over him. Because whenever we realize who he is, it becomes cool that it becomes more cool that he sees us as his. It becomes important that we recognize. Let's pray. Awesome God, you are breathtaking. You are amazing. You are stunning. You are astounding. You are astonishing. You are awe-inspiring. You are stupendous. You are staggering. You are extraordinary. You're incredible. You're unbelievable. You're magnificent. You're wonderful. You're spectacular. You're remarkable. You're phenomenal. You're prodigious. You're miraculous. You're sublime. You're formidable. You're imposing. You're impressive. You're mind-boggling. You're mind-blowing. You're out of this world. You're wondrous. You're awesome. And you call us yours. God, I pray right now that every person here would not only realize how great you are, but that you would begin to show them the awesome potential that you see in them. God, and right now we believe these things about you. And we believe what you say about us. We thank you for seven years. We thank you for the opportunity just to come together and talk and tell stories for a minute. God, but it doesn't stop here. We're ready for the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. But all we want is you. Your direction, your plan, your purpose. God, we praise you. We thank you. Team, lead us.